I'm taking a leaf out of Atticus's book this week. Relaxing. I'm laying down. Yes. I'm treating this episode with the respect it deserves. I'm glad that uh, taking a... My book is just about comfort, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you did last week. Right, is, yeah. Is, that's all I mean. I'm not yeah. just like, your general vibe... Uh, laying I down. To decline to wipe my ass today. <laughs> <laughs> taking a page out of Will's book and... <laughs> I will be uh, taking a page out of Ben's book and getting everything wrong this episode, and I will be doing it half asleep in honor of Atticus. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What are you about to say about Cole's cash that you read about it? Uh, that you've got a no, code for everybody? Just, no, just about uh, you know that why is why why is like Gmail in particular why have their spam filters become so so bad? Hmm. Uh, and it's not worth knowing. Okay. Somehow we got here from passports, though, and I gotta say, yeah, I was complaining about why they stopped doing the online passport uh, thing. Because I mean, it really is hard. Like, let me let me tell you what I gotta do. You gotta you gotta go to travel.state.gov/slash a bunch of stuff, and then you gotta click on a button to download a PDF, and then you have to print. Already, you're in trouble if you're downloading a PDF. Yeah. Then you gotta, of course, why you download a PDF? Because you gotta print that shit out. You gotta go print. You got to get a printer, first of all, which I definitely I still have. Definitely still have. Yeah. And then I got to go find a dongle to connect my printer to my uh, to my MacBook uh, because, you know, no printer anymore. Whenever they still made printers, they didn't make them with USB-C. Uh, I'm surprised things. Apple hasn't found a way to like software restrict printers from connecting to Macs. Yeah. You know, it seems like something they like. Not only have we gotten rid of the usb We've actually found a way to stop you from ever printing from a Mac. Yeah. Uh, Which, I don't know. Honestly, I I used to be very against that Apple stuff, but, like, they have such a a hold on consumers now. It would probably be good because then you wouldn't have to do the passport with paper anymore because it's like everybody has iPhone and nobody, that means nobody can. And we're not allowed to print. Yeah. (laughs) I do kind of like printing, but. Well, you are being wrong this week. And then I gotta find I gotta find paper, and so I did that. And then I gotta print out the thing. And then I find that I printed out six pages, and the first four were just instruction pages, and then the last two are the actual fill out the paper pages. And also the awesome. the the last page is just for for office use only. So why didn't you just have me print out one page, and it's only half a page of that one page? And they also said you can't print double sided. So anyway, I got six pieces of paper. Now I got four to re- five. No, four to recycle because I have to send the other two to them. Uh, and then you gotta you gotta take a picture of yourself, right? Except you gotta go to like CVS and pay somebody to take a picture. Yeah, you of can't yourself. just do a selfie. Yeah, and they can't do an old picture of you, even though they definitely have a million NSA pictures of all of us. You know, or like every single time I go through uh, passport control at the border. They take another picture of me. So I, they should just be giving me a new passport every time. Like, thanks for checking back in at the border. Here's your new passport. But no, I got to go to CVS and I got to get them get a picture that is a perfect two by two inch square uh, taken by a high schooler who could not care less at all. And he took three pictures and he's like, which one do you want? And then he shows me the first one. He's like, it's a passport. Do you really need to look at him? I was like, okay, the first one. <laughs> Like, okay whatever so then i do that and then you got to staple you got to staple this picture 
unbelievable to the thing and you have to have four staples and staple them in per- so i gotta go buy a stapler probably or you know if you're married you ask your wife for the stapler but why would a guy have a stapler why are you as a man <laughs> knowing where the stapler is? or just any you know it, yeah anyone i'm not trying to do the g- gender gender it but anyone that's the other person. It's always the other person in the relationship. Thanks for I was say, uh, yeah. just I was very definitely gendered. avoiding gendering that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's the other person, you know. You could be anybody. But uh, then you got to staple that. And then presumably I got to go find an envelope. I'm not even at that step yet. But here, here it gets even worse. They say you got you to gotta pay them. You're going to need to find posters. What am, I doing with, what, what am I doing with my taxes? Your taxes cover passport for everybody but anyway no you got to pay i think you, you should have read them. the instructions before the trip to cvs you would have gotten a <laughs> yeah, stapler yeah. <laughs> you put a you could have printed it there too yeah that's true they really should just let you do have the high school guy do the whole thing for you but uh yeah uh wait no that that was okay so you got to put this thing in an envelope so got to get the envelope and you got to whatever then you got to pay them and they say you can't pay in cash and you can't pay online, which leaves a check or a money order. Insane. I, I had the last time I wrote a check was when I in my first apartment in New York because I was dealing with a guy who definitely landlord dude who definitely wasn't trying to pay taxes or anything like that. And he just has me like write him a, a check every month for like an amount of money that's just like for things. Note for stuff this month thank you happens yeah thank you (laughs) yeah uh i don't have checks anymore and i gotta now i gotta read the fine print and figure out can i have my spouse your non-gendered spouse whoever that is the other person uh write write a check for you and yeah she just told me she doesn't have checks either that sucks (laughs) so or you can get a money order which means i gotta go to the bank and talk to somebody at the the thing and every time you go to the bank every time i go to the bank I end up talking to someone and they treat me like I'm like I'm a high schooler or something like that. And they're like, before we get to that, uh, I just always like to talk to my customer. I'm like, whoa, 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 I am not your customer. We're just this is supposed to be like 30 second interaction. You can look at my thing. I got the money. You can write the little check money order thing for me. But no, they're always like, I just I come into my office and let's sit down. And I just want to like to ask you. And they made me like last time I went to the bank and had to talk to somebody. They made me fill out like a little form thing, like a, like a whiteboard. They gave me a, they literally gave me a whiteboard and what the fuck? wanted me to fill out a whiteboard thing. And they're like, how much do you spend a month on cash? And they blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't know. And they're like, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I wasn't prepared to tell you this stuff. Yeah. I wasn't prepared. Get off my back. I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Um, but also I'm, I'm doing just fine. I got to, I'm fine. I don't need to talk about, I don't need to talk about this. <laughs> I don't need to tell you about this. I don't need yeah. to tell you about any of this. Yeah. I even have a house now. I didn't have a house back then, but like I have a house now, which means I had to talk to a bunch of other people like you about paperwork no, stuff. I didn't. Okay. Shelly just said that she <laughs> Somebody. I mean, I think we know. <laughs> the other partner yeah, had to talk to you. So just right. I think thing. it's worse when you're saying like the other part. Shelly's just more competent than you is what's going on here. Is, what, is how, how this goes. I also yeah. think that you are signaling to all listeners that you will be taken in by whatever scam uh he will go through all the, the the hoops for you he will go get the itunes gift cards and he will not be i will not uh, do fall. that oh, okay. obviously i would not do that 
I'm also curious who f- on this podcast between the two of you figured out the RSS feeds and the um, and the upload schedule. And well, that is stuff that Ben <laughs> would be able to do, but uh, <laughs> it's always the other person. I'm just for everyone, it's always the other person. <laughs> oh damn! I'm su- suddenly a lot is becoming clear. Then they got then they got your fees too. So you got to figure out how much you owe them too, and it's like way more complicated than it needs to be, you know, because you can like expedite it. Or you can get a passport book, or you can get a passport card, or you can get a passport book and a passport card, or you can get a passport book that's normal sized, or you can get one with extra extra pages because you're trying to flex and show off to whoever's filling out the application that I tra- I travel a lot. I'm over the next ten years. I'm planning on using way more than twenty eight pages, is what my current one says, uh, which I'm not. But uh, yeah, it was very confusing. Then you got to mail this thing, and then they say then you can check your status online. How would I just fill out the whole thing? So, so, somewhere in the process, <laughs> someone is inputting all of this into, into a computer. So, uh, like a website. 100%. Like, obviously. Yes, that's so funny. Can I do yeah. it, guys? <laughs> I'll take... I'll, I'll do that. That's. I'll whole, take a like, discount on my fees here, and I'll enter it online for you. They've also got like a, 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 a diagram of what a check looks like. And it says how to fill out your check. And then it's just a diagram of a check. I haven't read all of the details, but like... There's no way that you need all of this. Like it has. I was going to say, that seems like the no brainer part. It has a box around the routing number. It says routing number and then account number and then check number. And then it says, those are already labeled. Full name here. Yeah. All of those things are labeled. The only thing it tells you to do is US pay to the order of US Department of State. Just say that. Yeah. I would have screwed that up. I'll be honest. I probably would have said State Department, not Department of State. Ben, I think you can go to like a gas station and get a money order though. Maybe, but I still got to talk to a person. That's the it problem. It just feels sketchy though, right? It's yeah. like when, when like, yeah, so it's very like, there's, there's the whole segment of the economy that is uh, weird land landlord. It's propped up by like weird landlord demands, like money orders, uh, cashier's checks, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. weird shit like that. Shit that if you mail and someone finds, they can have. It just ruins your life. Yeah. yeah it's like. Well, fucking great. Thanks yeah, for not letting me use my fucking credit card. Yeah. Or exactly. whatever. Like yeah. when I when I moved to New York and, and I like the other guys, uh, my, my roommate like had to get his dad because he like he, he was a partner at the company that I you know, was going to work at. And but he didn't doesn't live here. But only because he was a partner did he kind of like have an, a, a, an existing address in the city that he could use to like fill out the paperwork just to apply to go on a trip to see the first couple apartments. And then when we got the, when we picked out the apartment, then the, the broker guy's like, okay, let's go to the bank. I'll drop you off at the bank. And how about you go inside and you get a, you got to get a cashier's check for your entire life savings basically, or something like that. And you're going to hand that over to me. And yeah, you know how, you know how you're not supposed to. And it's it's cash at that point. Yeah, it's like so it's gonna yeah, be ca- everything. Cashier's checks are yeah great because you know you know how you're not supposed to carry around like a wad of cash. What if you could just carry around the exact amount of all of the money that you own? That's on a, as on easy one piece to of cash paper. out. Easy, yes, so easy to cash, and much easier to lose. Imagine if yes. you <laughs> instead of needing to lose uh, like ten thousand separate uh, slips of paper, if you. I assume you you got this in ones. Uh, what if you 
could only lose one slip of paper and yeah. be the worst in the worst mood you've ever been in. Yeah. yeah. Insane. I was um, feeling like I was feeling like Han Solo. No, I was getting ideas from Han Solo in this movie that I was watching last night once again at the final possible moment to watch it. The high I, schooler at CVS looking at Ben uh saying like Ben no last name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're ben. like no. <laughs> you just didn't feel like filling it in. Yeah. No, I'm I'm about to, you know, and you got to do all of this to I'm okay, I know I'm going a little little libertarian mindset with this last part, but like you got to do all of this to Here comes le- the age of consent rant again. <laughs> you got to do all of this to leave the country. <laughs> For them to let you out of here. <laughs> I, 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 I imagine it's much easier to come into the country, right? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. cool. That's good to hear. Definitely. But I read... Especially I, if you haven't been here before. Do you right. know... I mean, I'm not trying to do this, Welcome. but it's a fallback in case I accidentally leave. You know, I guess it's, it's kind of like that Hannibal Burris joke about, uh, you know, you, you go somewhere and then you lose your, you lose your wallet and then you got to go back through TSA and then you just got to kind of start your life over before you can fly back home because you got to get a an ID. Uh yeah, that's I I found out that the 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 global level hack for that is uh you just go you go join the French Foreign Legion. Uh if you can't get back into America, you go join the French Foreign Legion and uh once you do your Foreign Legion service, they allow you to become a French citizen. And then once you're a French citizen, you could apply for American citizenship. And then they can let you back in and you can go find your wallet back in America. We had already segued to the movie. Sorry. <laughs> Time to go back? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we watched Solo, uh, A Star Wars Story. Yeah. Is that what it's called? This is the only movie I remember what it's called. Yeah. Solo. Well, okay. I guess I didn't know. I guess Han Solo. I've just been thinking of Han Solo, but yeah. All right. This was the one I was the most begrudgingly, you just like really putting off. For myself yeah this is so uh before watching this this is the one i was like okay i haven't seen this after watching it i had realized i had uh, seen it already and uh that's about the level of uh impression that this seems yeah. to make i kind of i feel like that's already the- like i watched this I, I did watch this early in the week which i usually wait until later in the week but like i don't remember a lot of this movie already um hmm. but i honestly didn't i didn't have the worst time i don't think no. this is the worst time at the movies that i've had in this series um it's more fun than i th- maybe thought it was gonna be but the parts that were annoying about it were very annoying very bad i thought hmm. um yes yeah, so everything with the, the robot were just like not okay even not just not fun but just not okay yeah that's probably the biggest one, maybe for me, is, is the the slave arc. Uh, maybe we'll we'll call it. At least um, it comes to a resolution, you know. A really satisfying Wait. and fun to think about resolution. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't like make kind of the rest of the series like <laughs> really dark. And uh, like, oh yeah, it's okay. We've just uh, okay. So what happens is like this droid that like Lando is in a relationship with dies. But she doesn't want to be in the relationship and then 
they up they like trap her mind in the Millennium Falcon for eternity, and we uh are we make a lot a lot of we spend a lot of time throughout the rest of the series like they have up until now been jokes about like how like run down and mistreated the ship is and now ron howard's fun little spin on it is like what if that was torture actually (laughs) uh so thank you ron howard um yeah i don't know i don't know what the heck's going on with mr howard he's a real weirdo can i can i say you know i i think i think this whole series you know you've remarked a few times that we've all been on the same page like roughly on the same page about a lot of these movies well maybe you're the exception will but i think this is the one where i've departed and i'm gonna finally get give you guys my most uh, annoying opinion yet on these movies uh which is that this i think this is the best movie (laughs) okay yeah i mean that's okay it is there are fun things about it for sure like it was i i went in like expecting to have a bad time with it and then i like kept putting my phone down and saying to zoe like i'm having a good time (laughs) nice what do you know she's like leave me alone i'm doing something (laughs) can you stop pausing it yeah to say i'm having a good time (laughs) now i'm on the phone like (laughs) stop uh i'm asleep i'm not yeah i'm not one of those people who's like movies have to be 90 minutes or else it's a bad movie i do think the idea of this movie like a like han solo origin or not even origin story but just like a han solo adventure story would be a perfect 90 minute movie like on paper like just the idea of a little adventure story this is two hours and 16 minutes so let's uh get into it on the planet Corellia, orphans han and kira escape a local gang uh her so name's han, kira kira yeah i kept wondering what it was the whole movie i i kind of missed that at the beginning they didn't say it again or at least i kept missing it they say it a lot okay, yeah i just said a lot miss, missing it then yeah i, I watched but, it with uh subtitles on though so yeah. I was staring at her name all day I I don't remember why I didn't end up turning them on, but I really needed subtitles on this. But I, I guess I still did. It sounds like it may, Are you dropping a star for that, potentially Ben? Potentially could have ruined the movie for you if you like knew what was going on. Yeah, like, but it worked out pretty well. Recommend watching these with the, the subtitles off and the volume down. I, yeah, I was having a hard time at the beginning. It was pretty dark. Like I also recommend doing picture-in-picture picture and like be at your job. Sure. <laughs> Oh, thank you for saying that it's dark. I am also, I also, I think it's annoying. Generally, people complaining about movies are too dark now. I, and I'm not about to say that for this movie. I do think, so So Bradford Young is the cinematographer on this. And he's a very talented cinematographer, I think. He's done some really good stuff. And he's, and the color palette, for example, like in this movie, like it's not dissimilar to Dune. I don't think like it's got like kind of washed out and brown and gray and like it's kind of playing in this little bit desaturated bleach bypass realm. Um, I think the thing is, is that it doesn't mesh well with Ron Howard's like straight down the middle studio film energy. I, I don't think I think that Ron Howard kind of needs a basic saturation uh level of you know color in in the movies uh and like don't 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 try anything don't try anything with the cinematography like kind of 
keep keep it kind of basic. And so I I do I, I did find that there was a good deal of this movie that was uh you know dark and not it, 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 hard to see and not because any given composition was bad or anything, but just sort of like uh, it doesn't it doesn't work in the overall feel. Uh, so anyway, uh yeah, but Kira played by Emilia Clark of, of Gambo fame. I never I've never watched that. Yeah. But I recognized this this woman, and then I looked her up, and I didn't see any movies, and then I saw the Game of Thrones thing. So interesting. I think she did a Terminator too. Would this be like well. the height of like her? You know. Well, I I think it's kind of maybe. So this is 2018, right? This was late game. This is late Gambo, uh, and I think that this was maybe going to be her turn to the big screen, maybe a little bit, like. Maybe she'll do something beyond. And then, like, it, 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 I, I do think that this maybe earned an unfair rap because I don't think she, I don't think she escaped Gambo orbit, and I don't think that this launched her into the next uh, phase of her career. Not because she didn't do a good job or anything. I think she did just fine. Um, I think that she is. Amelia Clark is a, a charismatic actress and has good screen screen presence. Um, it's kind of strange that we haven't seen her. As a leading lady in more things, I think. We haven't seen... I feel like any... Has anyone escaped Game of Thrones? Like, what is the Jon Snow guy? Is he, like, in movies and stuff? He's mostly just doing, like, TV shows I've never heard of. Maybe. You know what? Gwendolyn Christie actually might be the the breakout star of of Game of Thrones. Um, Who's that? Phasma. Captain Phasma? Yeah. But that's just another Star Wars person, right? Yeah, but we're talking about who get, got out of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, you, you're also saying that. But she uh, Shoot, you're right. Who, can we name another thing <laughs> that she's done? Hmm. I feel like mainline I mean, Star Wars is actually bigger than <laughs> Solo, in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what about what about the Jamie Jamie Lannister guy? He nope, I haven't seen him in anything. That's true. Okay, he was in Have the you? Headhunters movie that was came out before Gambo, so never mind. Rob Stark is in that new Citadel show on Amazon that I started watching, and it's really bad. So, good try. And everybody who was big, I mean, that's kind of the thing though. In like, what? How do you make? How do you become a star these days? Right? Like, maybe a stupid question, but like the. It's, there's something like kind of uh, intuitive but misleading maybe about the idea that like um, some like you get put into a massive franchise movie that will raise your profile and then you'll suddenly be in a bunch of other stuff. And I th- don't know if that worked outside of like maybe a, a few of the early like Avengers style people like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth can go do whatever the fuck they want kind of thing. Um, and then they'll be stars forever now. But like, what has Daisy Ridley been in, you know, recently? What has John Boyega been in recently? What has, uh, like, where do the, where do stars come from? Same with, same with Gambo a little bit. What what's going on with these people? Why aren't they? Well, can you even name more? who who are the big who are new movie stars anyway nowadays? Alyssa Vikander. Who's that? Let me see. Ex Machina, robot lady. Um. Timothy Chalamet, where did he come from? There you he just go. kind of like that, burst onto this on onto 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 the scene. I know where he came from, LaGuardia. Well, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and my you, let's go. 
for some reason. Uh, Jason Momoa. Where did he yeah, go that's from? True. Iowa. Yeah. He's from Iowa? He is apparently from... Well, he lived in Iowa. Interesting. Cool. Ashton yeah. Kutcher did too, right? That's right. Hometown hero. He went to our high school. I thought he went to Clear Creek, Amana. Hmm. Could be. Wasn't paying attention. Okay. Just claimed him. Nice. I'm keeping him. Yeah. But I think the stars mostly seem to come from... Okay, how, where, how come how come freaking Pedro Pascal is everywhere now? That's true. Nar- what Narco- happened to Narcos? It was all TV. Was he on Narcos? I think. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a working actor forever, I think. But then suddenly, like, he hits middle age and he's in everything. I don't know what we're even talking about now, but like. <laughs> how, do we, how, do we, how do we think about the, the, the guy who plays Han here? Like, playing who is he? the role of. Uh, I would never take that role. That's just impossible. It, the The idea of playing a young Harrison Ford is an incredible compliment to receive. And then you s- probably say, "Pass, pass." Thank you, but I, I am like it's one thing to, if you were playing like a young Tommy Lee Jones or something, which I'm sure Tommy Lee Jones has been in stuff his whole life, and so there are examples of him as a young actor or something. But like. Harrison Ford was like the biggest movie star when he was this age, right? Like, so, and, and in this same series too. So, like, that'd be a really hard thing to do. Um, and I don't, I think this guy does a good job. Like, not necessarily like, he's not tr- d- just, just, he's not doing a Harrison Ford impression, but I think he like does okay for the character here. Yeah, I think it would have been a mistake to try to like capture cadences or anything like that. Just like, it's, we all know it's a different person. Um, if we wanted that, we do the, uh, we do a horrible CGI thing. Um, I think just he, be a person. I think he does kind of try to do his thing sometimes, like his mannerisms. There's, there, yeah, there's a little bit of it. Yeah, but he's but, not like doing a voice yeah. outright or something. Does, does a guy like him maybe maybe you know maybe you just think I got into acting to make money and. It feels really out of order and weird, but I guess this is the money maker, and I just need to, you know, this, I just. I cash mean, it would in. be, yeah. I mean, if you're not already a star, like this would be an awesome role to get, of course. Sure. Like, what is what's his name? Aaron Reichs. His last name is Aaron Reich. Alden a- Aaron Reich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, he seems familiar. Like, I've seen him in maybe so- something else, but can't quite place him. I he probably reminds me of that Edgerton guy. That the guy who played, uh, like young Freddie Mercury. No, that was that's Rami Malek. Who am I thinking of? Rocket Man, Elton John, Young Rocket John, Rocket John. I just <laughs> Rocket John. I just typed him in. He said his name is Joel Edgerton. Is that no, it? No, different Edgerton. Like Talon, Tane, Tane. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, who played Elton John in Rocket Man? Oh, I spelled it wrong. Let's see. Uh, Taryn Edgerton. Taryn Edgerton. Tane, nude Tane, played uh, Rocket Man, played Rocket John. He, I get this, I get Taylin, Taryn Edgerton, and Alden Ehrenreich mixed up. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is your Kingsman. Me too, all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is the Kingsman guy. Kingsman, okay. Yeah. They have like really big jaws. They're like, they, yeah, that's the, like the, a... the, these are the Chad Squidward like uh, <laughs> white this guy, hot guys. This guy's been in a lot of uh gotta say, he's got a very high prestige uh past 
list of directors, if that makes sense. Yeah. He, he has been directed by Francis Ford Coppola twice, Sophia Coppola, Park Chan-wook, Woody Allen, Joel and Ethan really? Cohen, and he will be in uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Oh, well, and, and, that's and just Warren, free space on the bingo card. And though. Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Whatever. Huh. I mean, those, ver- I mean, yeah, whatever. That seems like a lot. You're talking about Taron. No. Alden, about Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Han Solo. Oh, Han Solo okay. did all of those things, and then he, and then now he's on Solo. He was in Cocaine Bear. Oh, wait. Yeah, he was in Cocaine Bear this last year, too. Directed by Elizabeth Banks, joining the ranks of all those other folks. Wow. I don't know hmm. if that means this guy's yeah like a lo- like does that make him kind of a loser? No, you got like the pe- just like having the pedigree like you have like a great pedigree, but then you're like you know it's like if you're like all the people that are like oh you know I went I went to Harvard I went to Stanford something like that and then you're just like a normal guy like you should have turned out that's to be the like best an, case scenario. For I know those that's guys. I know that's the best sort of the best case scenario, but like you should have been an evil guy like a you know. You should have been that, crazy, big name, evil guy. I mean, I think there are definitely actors who like, they're not trying to be, I, I think that you can like, I don't know, you go Plemons mode and just be like, yeah, quietly, like the best actor out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking Did of you guys follow the Plemons, like dial or discourse. No. What's that? About like, why is he in everything? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. He's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. And that's not the, it's no one that could. No one can conceive of it being anything other like, than the way his, he, his face looks. Right. It couldn't yeah. be anything he's, beyond that. He's, he does not, he's not a conventional leading man like So what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because he's like, he's the best out there. <laughs> I don't know. He's at least good. You know, that's why, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love Jesse Plemons. I can't get past the thing we've discussed in the past on him. You That you made up. <laughs> you have made up. <laughs> he looks like he a, believes that he's a child actor. He looks like a child <laughs> that's been grown up. Like, yeah, he has the face of a child. Were I we think. promised a take from Ben about Jesse Plemons this week? Yeah. yeah. What is it? Is that it? Well, like, let's get to the. the well, I'll thing. say him when when he pops up on screen. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, Jesse Plemons isn't in the movie. He's he not in the movie, but yeah. Okay. Jesus. All right. We're watching <laughs> the uh, summary. Um. They bribe an imperial officer with stolen starship tru- uh, starship troopers, uh, yep. stolen stolen starship fuel known as coaxium for passage on on tra- transport. Yeah. Uh, How crazy so, uh, is it that we're introducing coax. a concept for this? Oh my movie? god! Yeah, we don't get the do opening that. Opening text that's like hyperfuel is like the most valuable thing in the in the in the galaxy. Then why haven't I heard of it? That's insane in I any of the disagree. movies set before or after this you i know? have to disagree unfortunately this cannot be entering the canon <laughs> like yeah. nobody has ever worried about the gas station it no, you can't it's kind this. of it's kind of like the taxes thing in the first movie or number one movie you know not the first it's worse movie. Th- it's worse than the taxes yeah much worse than the taxes just along those lines yeah but I don't like how they gave it the other name too. Just call it hyperfuel at the beginning, where they don't do the they coaxium. Do, they do the extended blue text, which we kind of went over. You know, normally it says in a galaxy far, far away, and then it gets into the crappy song in the in the the scroll. The crappy song. I hate this song. I hate all the music in Star Wars. Gotta say, 
What? <laughs> Insane take to come at the second to last episode is that you don't. Yeah. I how don't like do it. you hate the Star Wars? Movie? I don't like the John, only. I don't like, like John Williams. Indefensibly, you know, like I don't think you could even make an argument that it's not good. Yeah, you can't. You. All, <laughs> unfortunately, like we also can't accept that either. <laughs> like hyperfuel isn't a thing, and also you can't not like John Williams. I don't like John Williams. I don't like any of his stuff. Gotta what say, the fuck. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. What's the point of not being a fan? <laughs> where are you getting out of that, Ben? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, just, I think the movies where he does the music would be better with somebody else's music. <laughs> not just, he I, like, I just don't like it. In a, in a really like kind of real and important way, he like kind of is music in certain ways. <laughs> I understand. Like, like yeah. he like is movie music. I've yeah. like, and it's and he, <laughs> I do, and I don't like it. I don't like that. I have like a uh, would you rather regarding this is John Williams giving music a seven out of ten <laughs> that uh, would you rather be able to hear yourself or would you give up your ability to hear so John Williams can hear? I'm wondering if Ben can hear himself. Say <laughs> yeah, this I'm, bullshit. I'm hearing and on my own. I think I would give my my hearing up for John Williams. <laughs> Not at this. I point. would give that my gift like to the world. A hundred. He's he's done enough. Not at this point, no. But you know, nineteen, what would it be? Seventies, John Williams. Yeah, he can have my ears. He's <laughs> the best. He's literally. This is the most uncontroversial. Don't I, like, like it. Don't like this stuff. Can you say anything more than that? I can't. I really can't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. I don't. I don't know what okay. to say. But I'm just not. It's it's sort of like how I don't really like Steven Spielberg. You know. Like you're right that it is like what movies are, and and it's just like stuff that I grew up listening to, and and it's the stuff that made me like dislike movies when I was younger, I guess. Okay, so you're being annoying. Sure. <laughs> uh, they bribe an imperial officer with with stolen starship fuel known as coaxium for passage on a transport, but Kira is tra- is captured before she can board. Han vows to return for her and joins the Imperial Navy as a flight cadet, being given the the surname. Solo. Solo. Very annoying. That's crazy that that's where he got his last name. It's not. You know what I mean? That's not it. Oh, God. I thought you were like super mad at me. Oh, no, no, no. no. I was just saying that's just not true. You know? Yeah. I I mean, like, I can see that scene happening, but for him to like keep the name, you know? Like, why would he keep calling himself and introducing himself as on Solo? And also, why would they name why would han and leia name their kid ben solo like i've heard this take before but it's a good take like they had to they had to come up with a name for their kid and they had to pick the last name and they didn't go organa that's like the real last name that's the that's the like there is actually like organa's like there's a there's a connection to alderaan still there you go solo because the cop called you that to fill out ben's passport form like, that's it's so why? funny that like canonically Han Solo got his name the same way George Lucas came up with it. Oh, he's by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good argument for it. <laughs> that's kind of making me turn on it. They do that. Uh, what's the what's I now it's it's falling out of mind for me. What's the real life version of that name? It's it's like a you 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 you'll see it like um like with, with like taxi drivers a lot uh where like maybe you immigrate from a country where you don't have like a first i can't remember i think it'd be more like a you don't have like a first name and so like uh your 
name gets like coded on your green card or passport or whatever as like what is it's like three characters it's like dnu or something like that. oh no i can't think what given or something yeah 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 something like that yeah and that's i mean that's what they did here really but yeah um the dice they keep they the, the the dice get so much goddamn screen time in this movie and they're it's in like a shot in empire strikes back who cares Stop that. That's so annoying. I'm really curious. So apparently, uh, the Lego movie guys, the 21 Jump Street guys, the the Spider-Verse guys, Lord and Miller were going to make this movie. And uh, I'm very curious what they would have done with it. Probably the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, that is the story, right? It's that like you think that you're going to get something like from like a a fresh voice enters the enter the enters the picture but really it's just a marketing thing and that uh the studio forces you into it it seems like they gave they kind of let ryan johnson do his thing a bit on last jedi but i feel like they should have chosen someone with style like ron howard like i feel like we talked about does like he's like the absence you said, of style yeah he's like straight down the middle he'll make the movie he'll do whatever he needs to he'll make the movie but these needed to be like I feel like they needed to be like a direction or something. Yeah. They needed to be stylistic. Like these, these stories. There's only one man in all of cinema, according to popular culture, who has any style. And that would be Wes, Wes Anderson. So that's who I would be so (laughs) mad if I was Wes Anderson, even though I know he like (laughs) specifically curates his brand or whatever, like to be, I guess, I guess it speaks to how successful he's been at it for that, for him to be like, it's just a meme basically you just kind of that's all it is to so many people yeah to be so just to to be so fundamentally fundamentally misunderstood yeah and not even just like he's like a or just like the the most surface level possible reference you could possibly make like yeah to his stuff like if it has symmetry that's wes anderson (laughs) that has pissed me off for years yeah god damn it um, something that's kind of funny in this, speaking of the music, uh, in, in here, did you all notice that the Imperial March was playing over the loudspeakers in the airport? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like, <laughs> what is it, it called? Non-diegetic it's, it's sound? It's diegetic. <laughs> it is, I guess it's a song. That's kind of, fu- that was fun. I thought that was a fun touch. Mm. That's the kind of like fun bullshit. That's okay. Uh, they play that the when when I when I flew Korean Air back from they were playing that the whole time Korea no but when when we got into U S airspace they played it they played American songs they played like the national they literally played the national anthem and then they'll play like the my country <laughs> you idiots love stuff. this shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like ele- were there like any hogs just, that stood up like just, when they heard it all, no. over the plane speakers <laughs> there's oh, not God. a lot of people like that who are flying korean air you know know? and it's just like (laughs) elevator music style like it takes a while to even realize it what's going on oh man it's like the other countries are correctly identifying like the weird nationalistic fascism of the united states but like there's just something like the way that we do it is or like it's it's them trying to interpret like and try to cater to like the uh, to american idiots right yeah. <laughs> like, we'll just play your song and you're like 
Thank you. We do this at baseball games for some reason. <laughs> not not on airplane. Yeah. But like it makes any more sense to do it at a baseball <laughs> game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so th- uh, three years later, in a fun smash cut, I think, uh, Han is serving as an infantryman on Minba- Minban following his expulsion from the Imperial Flight Academy for insubordination. Kind of feel like Han would have talked about how he used to be a stormtrooper if this had actually happened. Yeah. Gotta mention that. I guess he was an Imperial soldier. Kind of. This is really... All right. Everybody used to be Imperial soldier. I feel like the, it's getting a little crowded over here. So, yeah. We, we all, from also, just Finn. Can we... Now all these guys. Can I say, too, like... Uh, the timeline of all of these movies is getting very confusing to me. This is the first time where I kind of recognized it. And I guess I'm, I'm probably just wrong, but like, isn't this, shouldn't this movie be happening when like Luke is like either unborn or like a baby or a small child or something like that? I feel like a middle school Luke Skywalker. Okay. Right. If not, well, maybe. Yeah. Well, do we get an age, age on Han in this? I mean, He's young in A New Hope, right? Like 30? He's like 33 or something. What are you supposed to believe is the age gap between Luke and uh, Han Solo? I always thought of them as like... I think 10-ish years. 10. Okay. I always thought of them as like maybe roughly the same age, but like Luke No, he calls him like kid all the time. Okay. That's true. Hmm. Okay. And like you kind of... He's like... 10 years. It is 10? Yep. Okay. Okay. Damn. Which also is like... The, the they keep in mind the age gap between Han and Luke is the same as the age gap between mm. Han and Leia. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's about ten years. That's some yeah. Humphrey. That's like <laughs> Humphrey Bogart and Casablanca stuff. You know, talking about Leia. Then, well, you know, what 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 were you doing ten years ago? And Leia, you know, I'm get I'm getting a brace put on my teeth. What were you doing? Mm. Uh, working a job. Yeah. <laughs> Deserting. So Han encounters a trio of criminals posing as Imperial soldiers led by Tobias Beckett, played by one Woody Harrelson. There we go. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons looking ass Woody Harrelson. That's all I wanted to say. I think they tried to make him look like Jesse Plemons. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> His Woody hair Harrison significantly they, more recognizable. We're gonna <laughs> keep him as is. Uh, they gave him the Jesse Plemons look, which is like dye, like blonde hair, dyed blonde hair, and Plemons an undercut. The undercut natural. of a, the undercut of a child. Uh, the least, the <laughs> oh, least, child. the least Woody Harrelson looking haircut of all time. I gotta say, because he just doesn't have hair, right? Yeah, like, yeah. But he looks, but that makes him look like Jesse Plemons to me because Jesse Plemons looks like a child who shouldn't have hair, but he's in the awkward stage where he's just grown hair. Han attempts to blackmail Beckett (laughs) to letting him join the gang, but Beckett has him arrested and thrown into a pit to be fed to a Wookiee prisoner named Chewbacca. So this is how Han and Chewie meet. Is that Chewie was the beast. We're going to feed him to the beast. And this confused me too because I thought you guys told me that Chewie was his dad. I think we explained this very well. <laughs> I feel like Will did go over this <laughs> in a that comprehensible way. That was a rejected storyline. That was what? It was It was a rejected storyline. It was It was just oh, okay. an idea, a brainstorming thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
but that was confusing me for most of the movie. <laughs> but this did uh, completely alter everything. I didn't yeah. write it into my brain as fact. Uh, well, I thought because, you know, last time we were doing the guessing game of what do you think, you know, Star Wars losers are mad about in this one. And then you guys told me that Han Solo was, you know, poorly uh, received. And so I thought, okay, maybe maybe this is the thing that everybody's mad that Chewie's supposed to be his dad. But now they've met each other as peers in a in a pit. Yeah, you, you you saw that as a peer peer relationship. <laughs> yeah, as a peer to peer. It's kind of like a very much. They were doing a peer review. When well, they were starving. Yeah. If you're in the Coliseum, I consider you know the, if you're the gladiator and they got the other gladiators fighting you, your peers, or you got the lions. The lion is your peer. Any of those. Mm. I mean, I think we could definitely spend some time talking about the different social and political classes that we seem to be slotting ourselves into here in this movie, where we definitely see, you know, Chewie as a non, or as a, as a subhuman uh, monster kind of thing to be in the pit. And we get uh, slaves make an appearance in here. And then of course we get the very interesting and uh, I don't know, well thought out and shrewdly constructed analysis of uh you know like droid personhood that we uh dance through with uh confidence without hitting any wrong notes i think no i don't think they uh flubbed that i don't think they needed to rethink any of that yeah i we do get a, an interesting sort of revelation here about the empire i think that i mean i think it's kind of obvious from watching it but like it's kind of explicitly said here but like the Empire, the foot soldiers of the Empire, they're human only. And we see that when, like, Beckett's crew, like, they're disti- disguising themselves to get in there, right? And one of the crew is this uh, uh, four-armed guy, which... Um, can somebody look up who, who voiced... Th- oh, the monkey guy. Yeah, monkey I, liked, guy? I like that guy. He says Wookie. I thought that was kind of funny. Well, what, what's what, his what, name? Wait, what's his name? Monkey Han Solo. I want to say it's, like, R- Rax or something. Um, that was a good that was the first even though it's very much in the uncanny valley that character was for me but I, I liked it nevertheless it's a very Disney character yeah but you got all these star things and they never done a you know what if we did a six armed monkey good this guy he like he's like to me his voice is Jason Manzukis. like it's not him but like it's like that kind of guy it's like so it's gonna be some like comedian actor uh I'm in my relaxed mode, so I will not be doing any research, but I will be demanding <laughs> each of you take this. Can't believe no. it's taking this long. No, I can't either. <laughs> I what's okay, let me say all the names. Go to IMDB. I'm looking on <laughs> Wikipedia. Also, what the heck? Her name Kira is spelled Chi Ra. Alright. I'm gonna need you to focus on the mission here. They got the they got the other thing. I can't I don't know, I can't find it. Where do I go? IMDB. Yeah, there's a website for this. Oh. I think I found it. No, I didn't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking it up. I'm on IMDb now. Hey, Siri. Who plays the monkey guy in Solo, A Star Wars Story? Rio Durant? Was it it John Favreau? Yeah, is that Rio Durant? Yeah. Okay. I found this by doing it that way. Come on. Oh, okay. So it was John Favreau. Interesting. I got that answer. I just didn't want to say it because it didn't seem right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I must have the character's name wrong. No, yeah, okay, yeah, Rio. Interesting. John Favreau doing a voice. 
Um, I like John Favreau as an actor. He was good in Iron Man, right? Yeah, he's kind of fun in that. Swingers, excellent in that. Uh, okay. Wait, who is Lin- Linda Hunt? Do you know who this is? She looks who like she play. She played the weird thing in the in the beginning, the worm in the, the blue foul, dark room. Foul lady. Room. No, she wasn't a human. She was a no. But they called her the foul lady. Oh, okay, then yeah. This woman, I've never seen this woman before, but she looks exactly like the Edna from uh, The Incredibles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, she does. That's insane, but she didn't play her. Crazy. There's Good. a secret, a, a, there's a secretly large number of women who looked just like Edna Mode, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real, uh, when you, when you grow up, growing up is realizing there are a lot of women who look like Edna Mode in the world yeah Fran Leibowitz all of all of Zenny Jardin's na- uh, friends yeah look like that um alrighty I was having a good time with this I I I I don't mind the way that Han and Chewie meet here I do think it's uh stupid the way that uh like they have that conversation together on the ship like what's your name and Chewie says yeah like, Chewbacca and he's like you're gonna need a nickname like just start calling him Chewie don't be like that doesn't need to be the um the toss up pitch to yep. like here it comes we're going to set up how chew, chew. if you couldn't p- connect Make this the lead. dots here guess and, and like it, it's not even like an interesting it's like just what you think it would be i also yeah it's not like he like was biting off too much meat right. at the <laughs> but i feel like uh i also didn't really enjoy how chewbacca it just seemed kind of like i don't like that man yeah, you're supposed you know, it kind of to... takes the fun out when like, oh, he doesn't like. Oh, the he's nickname. been bullying him like all these movies. Oh, great! You're supposed to know, and especially with all the like slave stuff in the movies and whatever that they're running into, like, I think you're supposed to know in 2018 that you're you're not supposed to say that to someone else. Yeah. they're like, oh, from a different culture, they're like, yeah, this is my name. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? That's that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Wasn't, something. It could have been literally the like the same year Oscars that Jimmy Kimmel was doing his like Mahershala Ali. Can you get a real name? You know, like something like that stuff. Like very, it's pretty late. You're yeah. Supposed to do that. Way too late to be <laughs> doing this. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's like decades late. I mean, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think outside of that, I do, I think that Chewie emerges, I guess I should be, now I feel like, Am I being racist by calling him Chewie? <laughs> but, uh, Chewbacca. I, th- I think Chewbacca emerges unscathed from this a little bit. Like I think he he was a top character heading into this, like a secretly very like good ass character. Um, and then he remains really cool throughout this, and nothing in this like makes me like him any less. I'm not really frustrated by anything that happens with him um, that he does or anything. Like I think he stays cool. I think uh, very important to not have any lines if you want to remain cool. You I know, guess so it helps. Yeah. yeah. Um, I my favorite moment, Chewie moment it, though, is the like is Chewie age reveal is like when he was uh he he just he can fly anything because he's been around for two hundred years, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, Beckett, aware of the usefulness of a Wookiee's strength rescues and enlists them in the gang to steal a shipment of coaxium on Vandor 1. 
The plan fails when the Cloud Riders, a band of space pirates led by Enfys Nest, arrive to hijack this shipment. The resulting chaos leads to the destruction of the Coaxium and the deaths of Beckett's partner Val and their crewman Rio. Oh, I, the crew, uh, Rio was right in here. Uh, but Val, played by Tendiwe Newton, the excellent Tendiwe Newton, um, like her a great deal in everything I've seen her in. This one does not take advantage of her talents, I don't think. She doesn't get a whole lot to do here. Uh, but, yeah, she dies. Enfys Nest, I, the lead pirate design, very cool, I think. Cool uh, look. It looks like a Destiny character. And cool mobility features, I think, swinging around. We get the scene of Han and Chewie showering together. That was cool. Shower with your dad simulator, back in action. Um, and the stupid... This is a Ron Howard moment for sure is Val choosing to blow herself up so that they can all escape. Like there's really no need for that. And it just needed to be, I think that was just a Howard moment. All right, here we go. Beckett Why have reveal- her character in there at all? If you're going to kill her like that. Yeah. And like from what we've seen of her character so far, it doesn't make any sense that why she would, I mean, I guess the point is that like she wanted, really wanted Beckett to, rid himself of the debt yeah it's just kind of silly the sacrifice seems to be just like to make money like it's not like we're for the rebel cause or anything like that it's just to to steal better well beckett reveals that he was ordered to steal a shipment for dryden voss a high-ranking crime boss in the crimson dawn syndicate han and chewie volunteer to help him steal another shipment to repay the debt so that voss will not kill him which like they definitely had an opportunity to completely detach themselves from this and be like ah damn sorry i didn't realize you really needed that like score well good luck um i guess we're supposed to, yeah supposed to be like oh okay because he's like a good guy yeah i'm uh, not they, a good guy no i'm not <laughs> stop it stop it yeah that's the haunt he does a weirdly a weird like potter puppet pals ass voice <laughs> <laughs> this uh, they travel to Voss's yacht, where Han finds Kira, who has joined Crimson Dawn as Voss's top lieutenant. Han suggests a, rip, a, a risky plan to steal unrefined coaxium from the mines on Kessel. Um, so, yeah. Dryden Voss, played by Paul Bettany, who I think is one of like the, the best actors of his generation, who seems to have gotten his, you know, like when he's in a real movie, like it's amazing. And even when he's in a like kind of just for fun movie, he still steals the, the scenes in it too. Like I think he is badass as Dryden Voss. Um, he plays the doctor guy in Master and Commander. Um, mm. He's also and- like the guy with red face in Marvel. Yeah, he got the Marvel check and like respected that, but it's sort of like, man, we got we got Babe Ruth playing T ball right now. Like <laughs> there's so many actors that are just doing that. Or I don't know if they're that good, but just like a step, you know, like the your cumberbatches, you know, where you, I don't know if he's playing T ball, but he's uh that's a little beneath him, maybe. I don't know. Everyone thinks he's one of those guys. I think he's right at home being like some goofy ass motherfucker <laughs> doing cape shit. Sure. Um, but it's like. Right at home. I do think. Let me be the biggest loser 
in the entire uh, Avengers universe while we're at it, too. I'm going to be the guy that's a loser in universe as yeah. well. <laughs> I'm going to be eating my boogers at the Avengers roundtable. Yeah. But cape. you can't deny that he could get any role he wants, right? You know, like right. whether everyone he's... loves him for some reason. Whether or not uh, he's any good, which yeah. You know. Zoe recently put on a Knight's Tale. Uh do you guys know that one? I recently tried that as well. Not to turn With it off he- pretty quick. Heath yeah. So, did you get to the part with Paul Bettany? What does he do? He's the he's uh uh he's the nude uh uh scribe. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And I think that the I think the lesson everybody learned from that movie was that like, oh damn, Heath Ledger. He's he's a star, but I think the lesson that everyone should have realized was like, holy shit, Paul Bettany is doing a lot here. Like, he is He's better than anyone else going on. What's going on here? Um, other Star Wars alum, Alan Tudyk. Zoe told me I said his name wrong the other day. Uh, don't know how to do it anymore, or still. Anyway, okay. So they they suggest the risky plan to steal unrefined coaxium from the mines on Castle. We get one of the like we get one of these many bluffing scenes that Han is like going through. That's that's kind of like the classic Han Solo move right it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna bluff my way through this scene i know a thing you don't know and i'll just kind of fake my way through it and that's kind of him here he's like we could steal unrefined coaxium like okay that's impossible and he's like oh but what if it wasn't it kind of works works out but they got themselves a tough order to fill uh so Voss approves but insists that kira accompany the team she leads them to one Lando Calrissian, a smuggler and pilot who she hopes will lend them his ship, the Millennium Falcon. Han challenges Lando to a game of cards with the wager being Lando's ship. Lando cheats to win, but agrees to join the mission in exchange for a share of the profits. So Might have talked- been just half watching. I didn't know he cheated. <laughs> oh yeah, he's Was got that, that like, wrist, wrist card. Yeah. Oh, okay. It must have been just not watching very carefully. Donald uh, Glover putting on a very mm. interesting. Were, did you guys take. enjoy this? We talked about impressions earlier. I think Donald Glover is doing a really good Billy D. Williams impression. I think he's do. I think he is pretending to be Billy D. Williams in this throughout. <laughs> yeah, I I, did. I I feel like he is. I don't even know what to say. It's just it's insane. Like I don't know that it's tongue in cheek, but everything is just so weird and over the top he's like it's squinting weird. the entire time <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it like it's kind of like nick cage mode where you're like i don't know if this is really really good or this is the worst <laughs> acting of all time but i like it a lot <laughs> well we know donald glover well i don't know i i think it's an uncontroversial take donald glover's a very talented individual um maybe disagree maybe disagree on like maybe it didn't like some of his music or something, but like he knows what he's doing. I think for the most part, like so, I think like he, I think we should charitably take his choices to be intentional. And here's the thing: I think casting Donald Glover as young Lando is like a great idea, but he shouldn't have chosen to pretend to be Billy D. Williams. He should have done like a more Donald Glover thing. I think so too. I think it wasn't. Oh. I didn't have any fun watching it. It just made my skin crawl a little bit, and I. You know, 
I think it's just because I don't like Lando, though. So if it would have been more, if if it was if we got a different take on Lando, that'd have been great. Like if you just... wanted somebody to do what Billy D. Williams was doing, like I think you should have cast somebody other than Donald Glover. Like I don't know. Unfortunately, interesting. He ended up being uh like an insane abuser guy, but like that uh who's the new Creed guy who was in not Michael B. Jordan, but the other guy, Jonathan Majors. Like I think. Maybe I'm just thinking because he's like um, bigger. He's like physically bigger. Like Billy D. Williams is like a big dude. Donald Glover is kind of like a slight guy. Oh, he was small. Wait, yeah. He is he the shortest guy in the movie? There was that, there was one point where somebody was like looking up at another guy. It was I don't know. Anyway, that's an that's an interesting take because I think uh, I am I I I am not want to be uh, uh, nice to. A Donald Glover. I don't want to be charitable to him, but I really like how his thing turned out. Normally, I really dislike. God forbid him. you end up being nice to somebody for some reason, <laughs> right? That's I, such a funny <laughs> thing to be careful about. I just I don't I I don't like him in in movies or TV or whatever that I've seen. I don't like his normal uh normal thing. Uh, I but I I think I think. Lando might have made the movie for me because it seemed it's just like bordering on just like making fun of Star Wars to me. That's like how I read it, like making fun of Billy D. Williams and uh, the the character. And I don't know. I kind of I like that a lot. I, I can mm. like like if I, I'm imagining someone like you, you said, like uh, like Jonathan, Jonathan Majors, who'd be a lot more maybe serious and like a better actor. And I, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't like I'm. To me, he'd okay, be a better okay. actor, and I'd think of it as like a more serious and like a capable person. But I don't think like uh, I, I like I I don't imagine this movie being better by having having Lando be a better uh, like uh, more serious uh, character or like acted by a better actor, whoever that might be. I think I I like it because it was like throwing me off, and even though I wanted to you know, kind of wanted to dislike it. I really did like it quite a bit just by virtue of it being so, uh, I, I don't know, like, uh, not, it's not laughable and I don't know that it's tongue in cheek, but it's like a kind of closer to the, the, the ladder there. It felt like it was kind of, you know, making fun of something. One thing about his performance that I will praise is that, like the more like flamboyant elements of or is like the more is the flamboyant elements of 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 land of the lando character that like maybe in mm-hmm. if 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 it was like a more more macho guy playing lando like maybe you would get some like uh i don't know kind of like anger at like if you like make fun of his capes he'll be like it's it's not gay it's cool to wear capes but like uh, I think that the Lando of this movie, like, th- I think smartly is that isn't how it, it goes. Like, it's still like a f- kind of, a, it's still a joke that he like has a shitload of capes, but it's not because like, look at this, look at this gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So props to Star Wars for not saying, look at this gay guy. <laughs> yeah. Lots of rewrites. Huge. Yeah. Um. Donald Glover gave an interview about this, I, where he said that uh, 
Okay, so like he he said that Lando is pansexual. Um, <laughs> he did. Yes. Okay. And uh, big and I think he said something about like because like you're in space, it'd be it's 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 crazy to be like just straight or uh gay or bi in in space. Like why would you why would you just limit it to just your species? You'd be you you should fuck anything. You should fuck like a blob. <laughs> it's crazy you're saying this. Yeah, it's like, all right. I don't know if that's <laughs> maybe the the way to go on that yeah. that one there. Um, which like, I think <laughs> I'm, the the whole droid the whole droid thing. This this fiction Star Wars is just like not equipped as a fiction to like deal with like bear really the anything. weight of yeah. <laughs> social commentary. Or like, yeah, exactly, and to like introduce these sort of like sexual and romantic relationships between um <laughs> like a human and a robot yeah it, it like it's it's like it's going to immediately collapse under the suggestion of s- such a, an arrangement um and so like yeah star wars is just there's no n- there's nothing load bearing about any of it <laughs> cue cue the uh Kanye West video that i sent to you today <laughs> What's the main character in Star Wars name? Luke Skywalker. Who created Star Wars? George Lucas. But listen to that last name. George Luke. Yes. Yeah. He's the main character in Star Wars. (laughs) He kissed his sister. Did you guys hear that? Not at all. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I imagine. I also noticed it did not record either. (laughs) So... Cool. You could tell something was going on. But. Yeah, well, I'll just drop that in later. Anyway, uh, oh, the the card the card scene game I think is 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 fun. It's also fun to say full sabak. Yeah. So it's got that going for it too. So they after re- you know, yeah. guys notice how like they were talking about like we can't like go after this coaxum or whatever it is because like then they'll know it's us and like that's gonna start like a war. So I'm gonna send my top lieutenant, <laughs> right? Like okay. that I guess nobody knows about. Yeah. Okay. After reaching Kessel in the Falcon, and infiltrating in the mine, Lando's droid co-pilot L three three seven instigates a slave revolt. Cool. Pretty cool. The not the most. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure where to rank L three, but. Definitely not the most annoying robot that I've seen so far. Such a surprise to hear you say that. I think that you get in trouble if you say she's the most annoying robot. No. Oh, okay. So no, I, don't, I, never I, I think she might even be the, the best one so far, which ally. is not to say that... Ben is an ally. It's not to say that I like any of the robots, but I think she's probably the best one. I really didn't like the one in uh, yeah, the last yeah. off-numbered off movie that we watched. Yeah, I forget what that guy's name was, yeah. but the Rogue One one. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, stupid as shit that her name is L337. Why? Yeah, that's stupid. I didn't even catch the 37 part. Okay. Yeah. Very dumb. Yes. And I don't know. I, this is the, it's doing the same exact thing. I, th- I think that oh, so it's doing the same exact thing that like the Hermione house yep. elf yep storyline is where like we've got in-universe slaves 
and there's a character who is a social justice warrior uh style person that we're making fun of for being interested in freeing the slaves it also one of my favorite parts about that whole thing is um jk rowling's inability to do anything correctly because she also like i don't know if you guys remember like um that hermione is black in the stage play uh, yes cool yep. and um jk rowling said like came out like in favor of that and said like that's great with like jk rowling loves black hermione was her tweet and uh if you go back to the the text of the book you have a lot of uh hermione protesting slavery and a lot of people rolling their eyes at her yeah yeah and uh this is all this has all happened in the past by the point that this movie's sick that this movie happens so like there's a good there has been the opportunity to learn from learn from that like not i'm not even saying that's a mistake but just like what if we just didn't do the same exact thing (laughs) as that but oh yeah not good so the slave revolt happens they steal the coaxing like literally there's a you're supposed to kind of like laugh when l3 goes droid right i was not laughing. i was hooting and hollering ben was laughing because he doesn't see them as people right the droids yeah i don't like the robots in the movies sorry okay but okay sure yep uh they steal the coaxium but l3 is fatally damaged in the confusion and lando is wounded during the escape this fight goes on for way too long. It's crazy. It doesn't look good. It's not like that much. The only, there's, there's one fun thing that's going on and it's seeing all the Wookiees do like pro wrestling moves on bad guys. Like that's fun. Yeah. But they really made the other Wookiees really ugly compared to. They did. What was with that? Yeah. It was like, they made Definitely one, agree. like in a movie, like an old, usually this happens in older movies. You make like one really good costume and then you make a bunch of like C tier versions of it. And that's what it kind of looked like. Yeah. You have $275 million for this movie. You should be able to make other good Wookiees. Yeah. Is it just that, like, Chewie is an exceptionally handsome Wookiee? Yeah. Maybe. I feel like the Wookiees in Revenge of the Sith looked better than this. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think so. I mean, this was some of the most off-putting Wookiee stuff I've seen. (laughs) (laughs) These Wookiees are nasty. Wait, while while we're on on the the top, I got to say... Hair hair report. I like uh, Chi Chi uh, Kira, whatever her name is. Uh, good hair at the beginning of the movie. Very normal after that point. Good haircut. Oh, the the bangs, the short hair bangs. Yes. Haircut. Yeah. Yes. When they're, you know, back an hour yes. ago in the movie. Yeah. When they're in, when they start off on Corellia racing. Yeah. yeah. Cruelia. Uh yeah. So with the hell, so uh, L three dies. But not before they upload her brain to the ship systems, like we talked about before, uh, imprisoning her forever, just just as she would have wanted. <laughs> like, and that's the other thing too is like it even like violates this character's, you know, like in in universal movie, yeah, autonomy too. It's like you could. Like you could like even setting aside whether or not droids are people like do it to any other droid, right? Like just like this specific droid probably is the last droid you would do it to. It it really like uh, this has always been annoying to me in all of the Star Wars stuff so so far when people cry about uh, the the droids, but then like they really even undercut it in this one of like, you know, I'm always thinking just just upload 
the copy. You upload your last backup to like another version of you saw what backups are like though you saw what like archives and storage is but but no but then we just saw it in this movie too yeah where they just uploaded the well how about you just go get another you know little shell for it and then upload it to that shell also you could probably like you can do that immediately when you go find another shell too i'm sure i like that like i know it doesn't make sense really like why you couldn't like even within universe but i do kind of like this sort of i don't know contradictory or magical nature of just like the, each droid is a singleton yeah, yeah. i kind of like that mm. it makes things harder when there's like you kill millions of them for example yeah but yeah whoever came up uh, with that really put themselves into a hole when they had to deliver on all of the droid what what do you call those droids the uh, droids in battle the first droids? three battle droids, yeah. yeah. Damn, I gotta build a new guy. They're going through these guys like crazy. Can I, you know, copy? Can I just copy a couple of these guys? You know, do they all have oh, to Roger, have their own Roger. personality? Yeah. Uh, so, with the help of L3's navigational data uploaded into the ship's systems, Han pilots the ship through the dangerous and uncharted Kessel Run to elude an Imperial blockade. The Falcon badly damaged lands on the planet Savarine to process the coaxium. Um, all of these like weird contrivances and obstacles I think are annoying. Like they, they just the keep getting creature. stacked on top of each other. Yeah. There's the creature and then like, oh, now they're stuck in the gravity well and it's just like, I don't know, man. Sure. There's like another thing. Uh-oh. Maybe that's just, that's just like watching movies, I guess, but I'm just frustrated by, great, another fucking thing happens. Do, did people... Did Star Wars nerds get mad about the the Kessel Run thing being revisited here? Because isn't that a uh, a controversial part, you know, for nitpicky people that like the whole like parsecs thing is not, you know, it's not a unit of it's time. not a unit of time. Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know how the Star Wars nerds reacted to it. I'm glad that they didn't try to do like yeah, that's that's just what we call speed here or something like yeah uh just like i don't know lean into it like yeah they just did it in 12 parsecs or something yeah i don't know i don't know how they responded to it i wasn't paying attention and what do i have like a podcast where i should look that shit up i don't think so uh so they're on savarine now and enfis arrives having tracked down the team from vandor and lando leaves in the falcon deserting everyone else Enfist reveals that she and her crew are rebels trying to strike back at the syndicates and the Empire. Uh, girl reveal. Enfist yeah. is a girl. What the heck? We have a certified Warwick moment where one of the dudes takes off their helmet and it's like, Whoa, that's oh Warwick shit, it's Davis. Warwick Davis. How do you get all these? All these he cameos? Was, Why is it required? He's just one of those guys that he gets to be in all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. That's a good, a for, rule about good for that. Warwick, though. Um, I was looking at my letterbox, like, uh, you know, mo- you know, you're like most watched actors and stuff like that. <laughs> is Warwick one of them? No, nah, yeah, he's like pretty high on the list now, too, or he's like appearing on the list. And then also the C3PO guy. I noticed that. Oh, a couple sure, because they're all in all of them. Yeah, I'm like, who the, who the hell is this old? Wait, 3PO wasn't in this one, is he? Yeah, probably not. But yeah, I, I was like, what the, who, who the hell is this old, old guy? This old British white guy. I'm not watching movies with him, and then it turns out it's C-3PO and all these. All these yeah, things. is that guy still alive, or did they just credit him because they like AI 
you know, voice or something. No, he was alive for Rogue One, I know for sure. Okay. So I think we would have known. And they put him in the costume? Yep. Wow. I'm not doing that. Because I remember there was like beef, not real beef, but like marketing beef between him and Alan Tudyk because Alan Tudyk just had to do motion capture and Anthony Daniels was like, I have to wear the fucking suit. We've been wearing the suit for 50 years. <laughs> the hell's that about? Yeah. Um, I think it's stupid that the pirates are actually rebels and they're trying to help. They're trying to fight the empire. You should have less scary costumes if you're going to be, you know, the good guys. Re- re- good guys. Uh, I disagree with that, though. I think to be... I think to be an effective political movement, you gotta have cool on your side. I, ha- looking like a destiny villain is cool. I don't think so. I gotta say, I think those costumes are looking a little too much like a like a goth rave uh, gear. Like you went to the the some rave in Berlin or something like that in the nineties. No thanks. You're, right? you're, you are not invited to the goth rave I am throwing. Okay, fine. Patrick, you're, they're looking a little too much like a. Uh, Patrick Bateman's uh, like cousin or whoever comes to dinner <laughs> at the beginning of American Psycho with them. <laughs> Han becomes sympathetic to their cause and tries to trick Voss, who reveals Beckett has already alerted him to the double cross. I guess through a lot of plot in a sentence. Good, good job, folks <laughs> on Wikipedia. Double cross alert. Mm-hmm. You are being double crossed. You have been double crossed again. Triple cross. Warning. Was that how tornadoes go? Is it warning if it's happened? And it's, it's a t- watch and then warning. Okay. What and warning is like oh shit. It's happening. Double cross warning. You are now your area is now on triple cross. Uh watch. Triple cross alert. Uh Voss sends to kill his, his or sends his guards to kill Enfis, but the Cloud Riders overpower them, leaving Voss defenseless. Having anticipated Voss's strategy, Han tries to take the coaxium, but Beckett betrays Voss and escapes with it, taking Chewbacca hostage. Coaxium. I, I, we kind of skipped over saying this at the beginning, but like, coaxium is a terrible name. All I could think about is spectrum. It, re- it just reminds me of coax. And so I coax just, cable. It just seems like it's like, you know, this is something to do with spectrum. And I don't want to think about a crappy ISP when I'm watching a crappy Star Wars movie. Yeah, adding yet another list rule to the list don't remind people of a better movie during your movie don't remind people of any other movie during your movie don't remind people of fucking spectrum during your yeah. movie We're like absolutely we've got to get the con the comcastium <laughs> uh yeah they they called it uh an avatar unobtainium unobtainium should have just been they should just keep saying that because that's like outside of avatar that's like uh What's like the annoying thing that like economists use to measure like a unit of happiness, like happiness units? Like, don't know. It's something those perverts like to say. Um, whatever, who cares? Uh, there must be some sort of internal rule about not having lightsabers in these side stories, which I gotta say I'm in favor of because it does free them up to make other cool weapons. I like lightsabers. Don't get, don't get me wrong, but like when there's lightsabers in a movie, it kind of does suck up all the air for the, the weapon scenes. Um, and I think that Dryden is cool as fuck and his knives are sick. Yeah. I, I don't like his knives. His daggers. Sorry. This is my hot take one, but. Yeah, you have a lot of hot takes. Well, hot take he looks, he's looking like a freaking World of Warcraft rogue. You know? He's doing insane DPS with poison damage. I, I agree with all the other stuff you said there, though. Don't, don't, I don't like the lightsabers sucking up, sucking up space and focus. I like people 
doing other stuff. Whack each other with some sticks or something like that, you know? Pulls. Speaking of people doing some other stuff, uh, Kira kills Voss and sends Han after Beckett. But not before pretending she was about to kill Han for some reason, completely unnecessarily. Did not need the fake out from Kira. Uh, just attack Dryden. You snuck up behind him anyway. Could have <laughs> killed him then. Uh, didn't need to help him for a second. And then <laughs> spring it back on him. So yeah. I got to say, that's a Howard moment yet again. I'm just blaming him for all the things that are like weird about this. And boys, we're about to get one of the dumbest shit-ass moments I've ever seen in one of these movies. She contacts Voss's superior, Yo, Maul, Darth. to inform him of the mission's failure, which she blames on Beckett. Didn't this guy oh already die? Oh my god, I die? forgot about this. Didn't this guy already die? Yes, what the he did. <laughs> what the What hell? the fuck was that? I forgot about that. I was just like, you'd think that would stick out in my mind, but it just dropped out. But what's going Same. on with that? Yeah. I think they're just setting up another movie, right? They're like, this is going to go very well. And People then, are going to love this. And then we can make another movie next year. You know what everyone loves about Darth Maul when he talks? Oh, uh, I just thought of something that we're going to have to talk about after we watch the next movie. We're going to have to revisit this. Remind me to talk about Darth Maul not being dead next week. Okay. When we do this. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah, that's just face paint on him, too, right? Or is that his thing? He's just like an oh, there's a lore thing. I think it's tattoos. I think it's tattoos, tattoos, yeah, okay, yeah, it's like really hardcore. And they the horns are just like how real humans get the horns when they're really edgy sometimes, right? Yep, when you do too many bad things, yeah, uh, you you go from paragon to opposite. What's that? What's like in Mass Effect? What, what do they call that? Just evil, devil. Uh, I think it's stupid that Darth Maul's still alive. That sucks. That's annoying. Yep. Didn't need it. I guess maybe we'll see in the next Star Wars story. It was really important, and I'll love it, actually. They cut him in half. He went down the thing. We should. We, we need to have some sort of... The guy... We need to have guys die. Maybe it's... Right? I was half expecting you guys to tell me this is like the Baby Yoda thing, where I was like, no, oh, this, it's a different this guy Maul? is Yoda, and then you guys were going to tell me, no, this is a different Maul, different Darth Maul. Maybe that is the reveal. Maybe that will be the reveal. Okay. That we thought we were led to think it's Maul and be like, what? What happened? But he died. What the hell? But we know that, like, in the Clone Wars, he's alive. He's got, like, spider feet and shit. Uh, so, whatever. Fuck that. Maul or... And they're calling him Maul here. Could be last name. <laughs> yes. Fair. His twin. Yeah. Maul orders Kira to meet him on Dathomir. Han confronts Beckett and shoots him dead before he can return fire. You know, actually, we should, we should, like, I, I do think Woody Harrelson shows up a, a little bit more than he probably should for this. Like, the same sort of thing with, uh, like, how Harrison Ford was, at, was like, you're working too hard. Like, you're trying too hard. Not even, and not a bad, it's not that his performance is bad. It's, his performance is almost too good, you know? It's like, you're too cool to be. Uh, putting in this much elbow grease for a Star Wars movie. Woody Harrelson should be like, he, like I mean, he's so good in True Detective, but like that's like kind of that's the perfect Woody Harrelson performance because he's he embodies that character so well, and it kind of feels like 
he's not he's not really moving you know yeah. i watched a natural born killers for the first time recently have you seen that i have not seen that is, with that one he has like the insane bangs no he's uh well he, yeah he has long hair at the is beginning that, and then he okay. shaves his head near the end yeah and he's like you know i mean he's like crazy guy so he's really acting he's really doing you know la 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 like tongue that kind of stuff and this is this movie's a lot closer to that than like yeah true detective or uh coen brothers movies stuff like that yeah yeah but i mean but that that is to say like he does do a good job as this character um then he like he dies i don't know it's like i think it's like i think it's kind of a cool end where like i don't know this scoundrel this was the only way he ever could have gone is like by trying to scam his way through every interaction he has to the very end. Um, it's a real hoisted by his own petard style demo- uh, demise. Uh, Kira leaves in Voss's yacht while Han and Chewbacca give the coaxium to Enfys, who order who, who offers Han a chance to join the rebellion against the Empire. He declines though. And she gives him a vial of coaxium enough to purchase a ship of his own. There's like these random music swells throughout this sort of this whole sequence that are Howardian, I'd say. Mm. Um, so why did Chira leave again? Because I guess she's bad. All right. Why? What? Okay. Cool. And I mean, I guess if they're not gonna make any more Han Solo movies, and that's just like it. So it's like, oh, this is this is why. I, I assume that they were gonna like kill her. To be like, you know, you see a movie or a person at the beginning of one of these movies that are in the past now, whatever, relative to the other movies we've seen. And then you're like, well, these are the guys who are going to die. These are the guys who are going to die. Yeah, she matter. wasn't in New Hope, so she must. She's gone. She died. She's got to be gonzo. But no, this guy, she just drove away. And then I guess he gave up caring about her. Well, I guess she's bad now. And I got a, I got a Wookiee now. They really must. Yeah. They really must thought, must have thought, thought like, we're going to do a bunch of han solo movies now yeah or like we're gonna do a, a tv show Oof. do you think they're gonna do a tv show do you think that was the plan they should do young han solo younger han solo baby baby han solo baby. toddler han solo baby yo baby chewy baby chewbacca oh that'd be that'd be fun with no dialogue cartoon. they should do English. bluey but chewy you know like bluey ch- blue chewy blue <laughs> is that what you're saying is that what you're trying to say <laughs> No, I'm like the TV show Bluey, but with Chewy. What's Bluey? Bro, you don't know Ch- Bluey? Agus, no. you know Bluey, right? I feel like I only know Bluey. Isn't it like the YouTube kids show? It's not a YouTube show. Blue's Clues? No, it's a. I mean, it's about a, it's about a blue dog. And okay, it's a kids yeah. show. I only know about this because uh, it was like a right-wing culture war thing recently. Oh. Oh. Wait. But I hadn't heard of it previously. I... Isn't that kind of sad? Just getting introduced to culture because the conservatives are mad about it. Yeah, that sucks. I was at Bluey is a very wholesome, very good children's uh, television program. It's an Australian oh, I see. kids TV show. Do uh, you watch it? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Zoe and I will throw on an episode of Bluey. I swear to God, I there there is a perfect episode of Bluey that made me absolutely sob. It's like seven minutes long. What? <laughs> Seven minutes. That's the that's yeah, the ninety. Like short. That's the short ninety minute movie for 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 children. 
It's, it's twenty. It's, like it's twenty. Camping. Twenty-three it's minutes. Camping. Twenty-three minutes is really long, fellow kindergartners. If you ever think of you know, there's so many twenty-three-minute-long TV shows out there. I got a I got a nice tight seven-minute Bluey episode for you. We will be doing every episode of Bluey uh, after the Star Wars. There uh, are one hundred and forty-seven episodes. I feel like you can't steal Blue. You can't call. I mean, especially if you're Australian, if you're calling them Bluey, you, that's just an American would call that Blue's Clues. Bluey Chewy. You know. <laughs> you know. It uh, looks like uh, Hamish Blake, his uh, wife Zoe, is on that show. As, uh, as uh, uh, freaking okay. So the, who are the, the the character? Chili. Is she Chili? Um, she is uh, Jack's mom and dad. Oh, okay. I don't really know the auxiliary characters. I know oh, they, they're both on it. Hamish and Zoe are both play. Blue, oh, nice. Bluey's dad is an archaeologist and Bluey's mom is, is an airport security. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they all have dog names. Like uh, Bluey's dad is named Bandit and he's yep. a blue healer. Bluey's mom's named Chili and she's a red healer. Bluey's sister's named Bingo. She's a red healer. Bluey is a blue healer. She's cool. Um, yeah. They like wag their tails when like they're laughing and stuff too. It's just really, it's really good. Interesting. Okay. You all should go watch uh, that camping episode. I swear to God, I was, I was, I was crying quite a, quite a bit. Um, but back to Solo. Stop talking about that. Uh, Han and Chewbacca locate Lando and challenge him to a rematch once again, wagering the Falcon. I can't believe you guys haven't heard of Bluey. Rose Byrne is also in Bluey, notable Star Wars cameo person as really? well. Actually, not at all notable because I had to tell you guys about this and I didn't notice it. But it was fucking. The, you told us before we, I would have noticed her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She's in. She's in Bluey too. Nice. Brandy, Chili's older sister. Nice. It's a good dog name. Who's been absent from the healer family for four years? Interesting. What was she absent for? Okay. This time, Han wins the card game in a fair game after st- have after having stolen the hidden card from Lando that he used to cheat his way to victory the first time. Uh, he so he wins fair and square by stealing. Interesting. Wonder what Bluey would have to say about that. They've got a Bluey podcast. Who is listening to the Bluey podcast? Adults. I mean, almost certainly. Interesting. It's also it's also cool for adults to to watch Bluey. Okay. On and Chewbacca then leave for Tatooine to find the crime lord mentioned by Beckett who is putting together a big profitable job. Job of the Hut, presumably. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they would have done the movie more Job of the Hut stuff, you know? It's much more notable than Well that's that that must have been they they gotta be setting that up for the next, next one. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta go. One last, one last job. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that like you could, if this felt more like Ocean's Eleven or something, it would be more fun. It was like <laughs> just a weird tonal mix. Yeah. Okay. In here, you know, like there was the fun. There were some fun parts, and there were some like I don't know grittier parts, and like it was kind of a little bit all over the place. But ultimately, I think I, I did have a good time. Um. I'm not really sure I'm going to rank it though. Ben, are you going to so you you said this is Numero your favorite one. Are you going to put it at the top? Uno, Space nice. 1. 
Atticus, do you have an idea where you're going to throw yours? I throw I threw mine one, two, three, four under okay. Phantom Menace. Okay. I'm going to put mine under Phantom Menace as well. Menace as well. But your Phantom Menace is much lower. Well, not much, but a couple spots lower. So yours, one, two, three, four, all the way down to seven, right? Yeah. But I just like a lot of Star Wars movies is the thing. The three I don't are Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones, and Return of the Jedi. The rest I do kind of like in different ways. I think I put Last Jedi too high. I'm going to I'm gonna demote it live on air. Yeah, it's odd to see The Last Jedi above A New Hope on yours. Ah, uh, okay. I'm going to put it as number four now. Yeah, okay. So my list, number, whatever. Who cares? I won't read it. Uh, folks, next week is going to be the last one. Then we will be free. Free. I won't know what to do on Sunday nights or Saturday nights anymore, depending on whether I feel very proactive and I'm going to do it immediately after the podcast or wait till the exact last minute possible. So you'll have two times in your week when you're confused about what to do. Yeah. I'm ready for the series to be over. I've, I think I realized I'm, I'm super exhausted by the mainline Star Wars stuff. Yeah, dude. Get them out. Like, end it yeah yeah the yeah. stories can really only like get you through max a movie i i watched uh i watched the da pennebaker uh um documentary famous documentary today the war room with uh george stephanopoulos and uh uh crap i want to say george carlin what's his name car, car james Carville, James Carville. There we go, James Carville. About the you know, uh, Bill. Here are the seven words you can't say on television just because I have a speech impediment, (laughs) not because I'm being censored. About the '92 Bill Clinton uh, presidential campaign, and they're like so stoked at the end, and I don't know, it's just like funny to watch and just be like, damn. And things only got worse from here, (laughs) (laughs) and that's basically how Star Wars is. Every, especially doing these like other movies like i think this one less so than the uh the what was the last one darth darth dark side it's called you rogue one yeah rogue one where it's like damn and then we save the day and this this was just one step towards winning the war except the war is never won and we are already aware that it just continues on and on hopelessly we are almost to the end though we have we have light we, have we don't. They're going to make more movies, aren't they? Yeah, but we don't have to fucking talk about them. Okay, that's good. At least... We have been. We did that weeks. for James, we could, James Bond movies. We could, re, we could regroup. We could regroup. It'll just be easier now. Yeah. We're now we're preparing to, ourselves. You'll get to like go to the movie, get some popcorn. Yeah. Watch it. Don't watch another one. I won't have to like do all this other shit at the same time. It's so funny. I'm So, plug for anyone listening and giving a shit. I'm going on strike this week. Y'all should support OPEIU Local 39. Donate to our strike support GoFundMe. Sign letters of act. Fight, fight your boss. All that. Uh, and all the while, I, as I'm doing this organizing and shit, I'm also watching Star Wars and <laughs> <laughs> podcasting about it. Makes me feel crazy. Uh, but it's almost over. Like I said, I can't wait. Uh, folks, thanks for listening. 
uh, give me money so I don't have to work. That's what strikes means. Strike means. And uh, have a good week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.